In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as the beloved people of God. The psalm writer cries out to God, Be pleased, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. From Psalm number 70. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. And we remember in prayer today the family and loved ones of Marcella Call. Marcella Call, age 97, died on Friday, November 6, at Meadowbrook at Chatech, formerly called Atrium Nursing Home. A private family graveside service is being planned for Marcella Call. We remember the family in our prayers. As November brings a shortening of days, the browning of vegetation and the dying of the landscape, as Christians we turn to consider the length of our earthly lives, our mortality and our immortality in Christ. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we know that Christ promises life to us even though we die. By the hope-filled light of Christ, we are called to bring the word of life to others. Before we hear our scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer of the day. O God of justice and love, you illumine our way through life with the words of your Son. Give us the light we need and awaken us to the needs of others through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from 1 Thessalonians. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, with a sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And then from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus said to the disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. 
Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. The Bible tells us of the day of the Lord, and the day of the Lord is coming, the great and final day when Christ will return in glory, a day when God's kingdom of complete peace and unity and joy will reign over all. Of this day we know not, we do not know the hour. Jesus' parable indicates that not knowing the hour is a little like going to a wedding that doesn't start on time. A wedding where the bridegroom doesn't show up, is delayed for some reason, and everyone is forced to wait. What do you do with the time? The day of the Lord will come, but what do you do with yourself? In Jesus' parable, we meet two groups of people who got ready for the wedding celebration differently. A group of five were preparing with a minimum amount of oil for their lamps. I suppose they thought, well, why burden ourselves by buying and carrying more than is needed for the night wedding banquet celebration? They were foolish. Another group of five were preparing with extra flasks of oil for their lamps, going above and beyond to be ready for the banquet. I suppose it must have been quite a burden to haul along these extra flasks of oil, not knowing if they would even need them, but they wanted to be prepared. They were wise. I wonder what we are to make of this oil for lighting the lamps of our lives. It reminds me of the verse from earlier in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus proclaims in the Sermon on the Mount, Let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Preparing with lots of extra oil increases the readiness of our light to shine. After all, Jesus said to his followers very plainly and directly, you are the light of the world. And so the question for us is, if your light and mine is going to shine, how much oil do we need and where do we get it? Oil is needed for lamps when darkness sets in. In our country, we have been through a difficult, contentious time. The period we are moving through was described this past week by a political reporter on Wednesday as a boiling cauldron of polarity and animosity. We have been experiencing some deep divisions in our country with dug-in political camps. This includes, on a more personal level, casualties of broken relationships, lifelong friends who are no longer able to talk to each other, family members who have become estranged from one another just over their political differences. This reality of dug-in political camps makes me think of my childhood Boy Scout days in our campouts when the first thing we did when we got to the campsite was to stake out our camp by digging fire pit for our fires to cook our meals. Every Boy Scout had their own fire pit dug deep. And where we dug our fire pit said a lot about our relationship with other scouts in the troop. Sometimes we dug in far from others who bothered us. We were not always kind toward each other. As I think about myself today, 50 years later, and consider my relationships now, I, I know at times my thoughts and words and actions have not always been charitable toward those on the other side, those in the other camp. Now, I can justify this by saying I, I don't want to and can't give in to important moral and ethical issues, 
but this often also means I don't want to give give away my own need to be right and superior, better than others. Richard Rohr wrote recently a reflection that called me and called me to account, called me really back to the light, to a restocking of the oil I need for my lamp. He challenged all of his readers not to take up a position in one camp that pits you against a person in another camp, which means your light, your lamp is going to run low on oil and grow dim and not provide light. Richard Rohr wrote about that Old Testament Bible description of the Israelites as going to the tent of meeting outside the camp. It's found in the book of Exodus chapter 33. This is the holy place where God's light can shine through us. We live in a time of growing hostility where it is chic and really fashionable almost to demean those who differ from us. And a temptation we must guard against is the temptation to pull back from others and retreat into our own defended camps, separating ourselves from those with whom we disagree. God calls us to a new life. The Holy Spirit enlightens us, replenishes our oil, kindles for us the lamp of the Word of God, leads us to live in the light of Christ. And Jesus Christ came to us even when we were sinners, even when we were against him. And through great act of self-emptying, Jesus became sin himself. Jesus stood in solidarity with those who opposed him. And Jesus' compassion and patience and love were themselves the light and the healing that transformed us, making us and the whole world whole. The Bible letter to the Hebrews calls on us in this way. Therefore, Jesus also suffered outside the city gate in order to sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp and bear the humiliation he endured. For there is no permanent city for us here. We are looking for the city that is to come. Hebrews 13, verses 13 and 14. Friends, we are getting ready for the return of the Lord of glory. The lamps we are called to ready for that day are meant to be filled with the oil of healing, lit up with the light of Christ every day even in the darkest circumstances. The light from the cross of Christ guides us, and when we move beyond our dug-in places toward that light, to that holy place, then God is glorified. Martin Luther wrote that when we are living under the cross of Christ, when we are in holy possession of the cross, we endure every misfortune and persecution, all kinds of trials and evil from the devil and the world, including inward sadness, outward poverty, contempt, and weakness, in order to become like Christ, reflecting Christ's light. Those enduring misfortune will not be ones quick to judge others. Judgment is reserved for God. Grace is in the cross of Christ. That lets light shine. A light so stunning it shows mercy, not judgment, I believe Jesus' parable of the wedding banquet calls us to that holy place where God can replenish our lives with the oil of grace, mercy, and love found in the cross of Christ. And then turn to others with whom 
we may have differed or from whom we may have been separated to bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is the law of love. For it is only in the company of others, including those with whom we have a strained relationship, that we learn to wait patiently, faithfully, sacrificially, lovingly, hopefully, with our lamps trimmed and burning with the light of Christ. There is an old story from generations past about a village blacksmith and his Sunday evening practice of leaving the village on foot. The village blacksmith was also a deacon at the local village church. Congregation members were puzzled, though, by this strange custom of the blacksmith deacon to leave the village on foot each Sunday evening. Some people thought he went to commune with God out in the forest. So one Sunday evening, congregation members had prevailed on the head deacon to find out what was happening. And the head deacon agreed to follow the village blacksmith and observe what he was doing. And so the head deacon followed the village blacksmith deeper and deeper into the woods and over the hills until he came to a small cottage of an old pagan woman who had in years past been critical of church and mean-spirited toward church members. She was sick to death and crippled into a painful posture, unable to care for herself. And once there, the blacksmith cooked for her, carried her firewood and swept her floor. And then when the chores were finished, he returned immediately to the village. Back at the church, the people asked the head deacon who had been sent to follow the blacksmith, did the village blacksmith go up to heaven as we thought? Oh, no, the head deacon answered after a thoughtful pause. Our blacksmith deacon went much higher than that. How do we live in this time with the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord coming at an unknown hour. Jesus Christ has faithfully stayed with us and shared with us his oil. And may we receive and carry this oil always. And may we be a light, a sign for others that the promise of Christ is sure. And God's kingdom of peace and unity and joy is on the move and will come to complete fulfillment. So, my friends, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let us pray. Oh God, forgive us for the times when we have separated ourselves from others in demeaning ways, which only adds to the darkness. May your Holy Spirit kindle in us the lamp fired by grace and mercy, that we might reflect the light of Christ's life-giving forgiveness and love. May the light from the cross of Christ guide us in all of our relationships. And may our lamps be replenished with the oil of your grace, trimmed and burning with the light of Christ. Amen. And we pray for all God's people according to their needs. O oh God, you are the holy peacemaker. Give peace to our conflicted nation, that any desire for retribution might be quelled. Teach us to abide together with unity in the midst of our diversity. Restore families and friendships torn apart by differences. 
O God, grant that all newly elected officials of our government will work faithfully for the common good. Give them wisdom, honesty, and humility. Bless all elected officials and pour out upon them the spirit of dedication to justice and truth. Bless, O God, the observance of Veterans Day this week. We pray for all veterans. We especially pray for healing of the wounds they have suffered, both physical and emotional, as they have served our nation. Grant them healing, O Lord. And come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support health care workers. Give wisdom to those working on a vaccine. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day. We ask for healing for those from our community. Colleen, Sung-Hee, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bonnie, Gary, Adele, John. Grant them your healing. Remember too, before you, O God, all who have died, especially military members who have died in armed conflict. Grant comfort and hope to all who grieve their loss. And we remember those who grieve the loss in loved ones today, wherever they may be, especially the family and loved ones of Marcella Call. Comfort them and bring them hope in this time. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope, and of that day when we are reunited with those who have gone before us. And we pray now the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>